What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Sovereign here. Y'all are about to jump into the interview. Sit back, relax, get you some snacky snacks, get you some drinky drink, and enjoy. Yes, sir. Today, we have the privilege to host the Renaissance man, the one and only Mr. Kevin Brent Jr., the head and lifeline of Life Change Cuts, the most cool, the coolest barbershop in the world on this planet. Sir, y'all need to come down and get y'all cut. Cause look at this man. This man is sharp. Look at him. Look at this man. So you know, he knows he's about business and he's about elevating the community and everybody in his life around him. So pretty much is he is a motivational speaker. He's a seasoned barber with over a decade experience and a published author. He's got a book coming out soon. So y'all be y'all for that. All right. So actually. <clears throat> But what sets Kevin apart, apart as an individual from everybody else, is that he he he. It's not the it's not the usual barbershop you ever go into. Usually you just go to barbershop using chairs, mirrors, and clippers. But this man, he actually has a business running inside the barbershop. With, not with just cutting. He got shoes. He got shirts. He got games. He got apparel everywhere. The sightseeing in this is very eye catching. And it's like, it's pretty nice to me. I ain't gonna lie. Like, he all kept, you did all of this on your own? Well, you have to let go of that. shop with this. So, this is all my idea. Um, I'm a big kid. I love gangster movies. And I love retro movies. When I created this shop, I wanted to make sure that a gangster, a doctor, a nerd, and a preppy schoolboy all could be in the same room at the same time and get along. So with this establishment, I created that, and that whole vibe is good. Definitely. Look, I can see what's your style and the style of the barbershop. Hey, everything matching up perfectly like what you just said right there. I ain't gonna lie. Well, you know, I aim to dress to impress. Um, and I used to work at a barbershop where there was... And I noticed that it was something off about this like i go in there everybody be dressed in urban clothes which is cool you know what i mean you're doing your job to dress how you feel as a barber but i wanted to sell certain type of haircuts that cost a little more than a regular barber and i wanted to be noticed out of those 22 barbers so one day i decided you know what i'm from detroit we like to get fresh let me get fresh and go to work so one day i went to work in a suit now everybody makes that joke oh where you going to church where you going? You got court or something like that? You know, those regular little corny jokes like that. But I was like, mm, I'm going to a bag. Ever since then, dressing up, looking nice, and getting fly, getting money. Now, when I first, the first day I did do that, I got them laughing at me or whatever. But after that, it was crazy. I started taking people clientele. <laughs> you never People noticed me who I was, and you know, this is my first year of barber. I'm straight out of barber school, so nobody know my name. So that's how you make a loud boom in dressing you. You got a choice uh, when you come into a barber shop. You want the dude with the dirty t-shirt, and you want the dude with the fresh shoes. Which one you gonna get your hair cut out? You definitely got completely do that. I, you know, coming out of barber school, you don't know how to cut that well. You just still learning. But the presentation that I bought in the coffees that brought them towards me. First impression. It's very important. I ain't gonna lie. When you when you see somebody, when you know somebody like they feel good and look good, they gonna make you feel and look good. Feel good, look good. It's so, true. That's right. So Kevin, sir, 
How did you get into barbering? So I learned this two years ago, AJ, that my grandfather, which passed away in 1997, my grandfather used to take me to barber schools. I never knew why he took me. Man, it was like, why are you taking us here to get our haircut, grandpa? They're going to mess us up. He was just like, chill, you know. Hey, the haircut's only like two, three bucks at the time. This is the 90s, of course. And um, it's like, man, they practice, you know, give me some practice, you know, they're going to be a good barber one day. I need y'all to help practice. So uh, one day, my grandpa was like, I got some clippers. I need you to cut my hair. And I was laughing like, Grandpa, I can't cut no hair, man. What are you doing? And he was all like, look, just try it out. You don't know what you can do. Just try it out. So I was like, all right. He was like, you can't mess me up. He said, the worst thing you do, if you do mess me up, I'll just shave it all off. And I'm going to get you to do that too. All right, Grandpa. So he was like, man, put that one guard on there, on the clipper, and cut me out all the way even. It'll be all even. So I cut him all even, brushed his hair and all that stuff. And he looked at me and he was like, I love it. But at the time, only thing I knew my grandfather was was he was a preacher. Mm -hmm. I never knew he was a barber. He never told us that. Mm -hmm. And um, two years, like a couple years ago, um, my auntie, one of my aunties found me on Facebook. And she was like, oh, Kevin, you joined the family business. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, your grandfather was a barber. I said, Real, so she started sending me pictures of him cutting a barber shop. She's like, Yeah, he's a barber before he was a preacher. But all I know he was, he's a preacher, you know what I mean? So I was like, Hey, that's you know, that's crazy. So that was really the first sight of barber. Second sight was when I was, I want to say, I was 29 years old, I was lost. I chose different jobs, man. I don't work every, yeah, I'm trying to find my path. I don't work every job. I, I like food, so I was a chef. Um, I worked at warehouse warehouse jobs. Uh, I washed dishes. I did every little labor job you could possibly think of, you know, trying to find my way. And one day I was like, man, I got to sit down and really, really figure out what I want to do. So, uh, um, I typed in YouTube at the time. It was like 2016. No, 2013. YouTube at the time still kind of fresh. And uh, I typed in motivational speakers. Now, one thing about black people, we do what we see other black people being successful at. Like most black people sell drugs, play ball, yeah. rap. Because they see that's all we grew up seeing them being successful. So we try those things. But I was like, man, is there a black motivational speaker that I can, you know, that looked like me and probably went through my struggles. And it was, it was a guy named Les Brown. So I found Les Brown. He had a segment on there called You Deserve. And it's a 45 minute segment. You can still look it up. It's timeless. He produced this in the eighties and it's still relevant to today. I watched that 45 minute segment and it changed my life forever. Everything on that segment, I studied for three months straight. And I broke the whole speech down. I, can, I memorized that thing like a rap song, like word for word. And I applied all the stuff he said do and did it. But the most quote, the best quote that he had that registered in my head today, even I got a tattooed on my chest, was create the life you deserve. Wow. That quote right there changed my whole thinking. It's not going to come to you. <laughs> you got to make it yourself. It's not going to come to you. You got to make it yourself. You got to have... Thanks for
Truly a story. So, how would you say that impacted your barber career going forward? Um, I want to say this. That speech from Les Brown helped me figure out what I needed to do, where I needed to do it, what time I needed to do it. And that time was now to get my life together. So a lot of people don't know this. I was 29 years old when I got my GED. Like, there's no sense in anybody waiting that long to get there. But I wasn't motivated. I wasn't focused on getting there. And I'm going to tell you how I got it. Because a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that don't have a GED. And they're like, it's, it's, a, it's a monkey on your shoulder, especially if you got kids. Because you want them to graduate from high, high school. And they don't graduate from high school. You can't be mad because you didn't graduate from high school. So it's just like, what can you do? You know what I mean? Some people scared scared to take a test. Some people just like, oh, I'm too old to do it. The only too old, the only time you're too old to do something is when you're dead. You can't do it. So when I got my um, GED, I did something simple. Like I said, I want everybody to do this that don't have a GED. I want you to go on YouTube and type in, how to pass a GED test. They're gonna break down the test. Math, social studies, science, um, English, language arts, all that stuff. They're gonna break it down. You're gonna study each section they tell you to study. Then you're gonna to go to um, a community college or whatever place that sells the um, GED test to take. You're gonna take their pre-test after you study that. That way you know if you're gonna pass each section or not. You know what I mean? If you do miss something, keep studying that and go back and take it because it costs money to take that GED test and you don't want to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And I ain't going to lie, I failed the, failed the first time. I failed the math part. Um, I'm good at like adding numbers up and stuff real quick, like money, stuff like that. But algebra and trigonometry and stuff like that, that kind of confuses me a little bit. But if you want something, you're going to do whatever you need to do necessary to do it. So I went on YouTube again, YouTube University. I'm going to be talking about that a lot. That's my friend. And on there, typed in how to pass GED map test. And they broke each section down. And it was like, well, these are sections you really don't need to study because it's multiple choice and they don't have too many questions, which was trigonometry at the time. It's like four questions. You can guess that. Even if you get them wrong, as long as you got them fractions, Basic math, a little bit of algebra, you go past the test. And um, I never walked across the stage before until I got my um, my trade in barber. I graduated at Pensacola State College. But before that, um, it was Christmas time. I took that test then. I retook it. I knew I passed it. You know? and I told my mom I was going through it. I was poor. I was working a job that wasn't paying me no money. And I was like, Mom, I got a special gift for you in January. I might not be able to give you no Christmas gift, but it's going to be top all the Christmas gifts. She's like, whatever, boy, you know, special. get out of here. So that January, they called me, um, George Stone called me and was like, hey, uh, Mr. Branch, come pick up your GED. You, know, you, um, you guys test. Damn, yeah. So that wasn't my GED at the time. That was my mom's GED, you know what I mean? I older than you know what I mean? So. I was like, I called her up and said, Mom, I got a Christmas gift for you. She was like, 
What you talking about? I said, you remember that Christmas trip off Sunday you about? All right, well, whatever. I'm, I'm home. So I pulled up. Um, I had it in the folder. I said, here you go, mom. She's like, what is this? She opened up. She started crying instantly. Like, oh, my God. You actually really did that? I was like, yeah, I'm trying to create the life I deserve. Now, that's just off listening to Les Brown. So within five years, that's what it really takes to, like, drastically change your life. I did that in three years. I got a GED. I graduated barber school, I got a squid card, and I got a career. All within three years, changing my mindset. But a mind, my mindset didn't take, it didn't take three years to change. It only took one second to change. Because if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it only take one second. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to, I'm not going to live like this anymore. Property is not on me anymore. I'm going to change my life tonight. I got to create the life I deserve. Get fed up with so, so pretty much you were saying you never had a doubt in your heart. You set the path for you was going to do. And did you have any like doubters around you? Because I know you like you knew you knew you was going to do it right and everything, get past everything, and become who you are today. So there's always going to be doubters. Close family members will be doubters. Like my mom, for instance, she was a doubter. You know, a lot of people don't know that, but I'll tell you a story. So one day it was like Thanksgiving or something. I was telling my mom, like, yo, I'm about to go to barber school. And she was like, barber school? Kevin, I don't think barbers make that much money. But she didn't know what I know. And she didn't know that I was doing this for her. So now she's like, <laughs> okay, well, you paid damn near all my bills. And your bills all barber. But she didn't know that I was doing that for her. You know what I mean? So, don't be offended if you have somebody that don't see your dream at the same time that you see it. You know what I mean? That's not their vision. You got your own vision. So you can't, you can't, um, you can't um, listen to dollars. You know what I mean? But sometimes that give me motivation. If somebody say, I can't, my agent said, Kev, you can't do this. Oh, yeah? All right. Just like my tutorial, you know what I mean? Or any successful person, if somebody say you can't do something, I'll be like, well, I could do that. I know I could do that. If somebody else did it, I could do it. And if somebody else is a billionaire, Jay-Z, Kanye West, they billionaires. They do the same thing I do. They pee, shit, eat, and have sex. And nothing wrong with not that different. You know, the only thing different between me and them is they think it. You know what I mean? So... You can study now, you know, YouTube University. You can go study how they think. So, Kevin, any success person think. You spoke a little bit about motivation. What was your driving motivation to get all this stuff done? Three years. So you said it took five years. Well, they say it takes five years. Mm-hmm. You're obviously a beast, and you got it done in three. So, what was your driving motivation to keep you going, even though that your mom was doubting you, your friends was doubting you, and everybody else around your community might have been doubting you? What kept you going? Well, I have a family to take care of. Let me tell you a story about my son one day. One day, my son asked me for a happy day, which is cool, you know. Ain't nothing but a few bucks, right? That was a problem. I didn't have those few bucks. And I didn't get paid for another two weeks. And that check that was coming in two weeks was already spent. So I had to figure something out quick. So I gathered all my friends. Came to my house. We had a 
what I call a growth party. This growth party consists of everybody around you that you love and say, hey, man, what do you think I'm good at? And all of them agree on a few things. They say you're good at talking with people. You're good at selling stuff. And you're a good person. All I'm saying that. So I had to figure out well, what can I do, you know what I mean? So I got my sons at the time. I was like, um, it was three of them at the time. Um, I was like, man, what can I do to better y'all life today? Something I could do quickly. And when I was growing up, I was an artist. Like I like to draw and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I wonder if I could draw a spider in one of their heads or something like that. So I had some clippers upstairs, started playing with it, and I drew a spider. I was like, hey, I actually do. Do that? That's crazy. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. So I went on YouTube University, typed in how to do a fade. Next thing you know, start fading. Took about a couple weeks, a couple bad haircuts, but eventually I got better and better. And I was like, huh, it's pretty good, man. Maybe I can go to school for this. So um, August 17, 2000, and I want to say 13. Nope, not 13. 16. I went to um, farm school. Well, I graduated 16. I'm sorry. 14. Yeah. I went, graduated barber school. I mean, I signed up for barber school. When I signed up for barber school, that instantly changed. My mind of thinking, but before I signed for barber school, I had like a five month period where I was trying to get a twig card because at the time the gas is high and a lot of people's making a lot of money over there overseas or going to oil rig jobs. It's making like hundred grand in six months. It was crazy. I was like, I got to get some of that, you know what I mean? But I had a decision between going to barber school and that. And um, most people don't know this, but I have felonies, you know what I mean? And you get a twit card you have to sign a waiver and it takes a while to get that application it's not impossible because some people say it's impossible to get it with felonies it's not you just got to sign a whole bunch of waivers let them know that you're a good american citizen and that your that past was in the past so once i did that um i waited you know what i mean and i waited and i was like man if this twit card don't come here by august 16th i'm going to barber school so August 16th came. Guess who called my phone? The Twit card people. It's like, yo, your tick walk, your tick, your twit card is ready. And I was like, I'm already signed up for school. I gotta go to school. I guess it's my path. So I chose to go to barber school. You already changed your mindset for Yeah. So Kevin, you talked a lot about your early career and how you got started. But let's talk about a little bit further into your barber career. How did you get so successful as a barber to be able to open up your own barber shop, hire five to six new barbers, and open up this establishment that greatly impacts the community? Especially the skills you use to even deal that process. Yeah. That took time and dedication. Um, you don't start a business right away. I go to barber schools and I preach to the kids. That's the first thing I ask. I say, how many of y'all want to graduate today and open up a barbershop when y'all graduate? And it's always like four or five or six hands that they raise their hands. And I tell them, um, 
the people that keep your hands up, you know, raise their hands, keep your hands up. All right, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah. Um, after you learn to ride a bicycle, would you jump on a Harley Davis? That's a big step right there. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> and that's the same big step with automatic. going to barber school to open up your own business. You need to work in a side of a business first to learn. Even if you even go light, you don't even know if you go light barber. You know what I mean? It's a lot of long hours, a lot of time away from your family, a lot of skills. You got to deal with people. You don't know that stuff. So if you open up a barbershop, it might not be that successful because that and also you don't have the clientele. You're brand new. Nobody knows your name. So how are you just going to just, and you barely know how to cut. You just got out of barber school, you know what I mean? So if you don't have the clientele, which I recommend you have at least over 200 clients to open up your own shop. If you don't have that, do not open up your own shop. Not only if you got 200 clients, half of those clients got to go to the people that you hire, the new barbers that you hire. So you got to skip that. You know what I mean? So when I opened up my first barbershop, I had 600 clients in my client list. Wow. So I made sure if anybody come with me, they're going to be able to eat too. And the atmosphere that I created, I want to make sure that this is a one-of-a-kind barbershop that nobody else could replicate because the stuff that's in here, even if you try to, the stuff in here that you could never like get, you know what I mean? They'll know you copying my style. Like, oh, that's Kev right there. You know what I mean? So... People come out in and out of town and be like, damn, man, this place is dope. Right? How did you think about this? And I was like, man, this is in my head. I just I just wanted a place where we can all hang out, everybody be cool, and I give away stuff, and I have fun for the hours that I work and go home. And make sure my people eat. You know what I mean? That's the main thing. I value my people that work with me. And that's the that's the thing about you. Your your niche is so authentic. You didn't have like, okay, what I'm going to do to make this popping. It just came to you automatically, like you said, this is me, this is what I want, and people just gravitated towards you like that. Did you? When did you first realize that people just gravitate towards your personality and all and all of your skill sets? Well, I'm a good to person. To build that 600 clientele, like, mm-hmm. how you did this. Um, I'm a good person, and I like to hang out and get to know people and figure out what they like. Let's just say you in my chair for the first time. For the first time. I'm not gonna talk about me, 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 me. I'm gonna talk about you, 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 you. Like, how's your day? Do you got kids? Got a wife? Do you got a dog? What do you like to do for fun? What do you watch on Netflix? What you know just like a it's like a weird Tinder date. Yeah. <laughs> first time talking to a client, you know what I mean? But I'm getting to know them. So you want to make your client feel like you're your friend and your family, and which they are. They become your family. You know, they take care of you. So you want to take care of them at the best. Well, actually, in my in my book, I got a chapter called "Going the Extra Mile." My book is called "Hair Figures: How to Make a Hundred, um, How to Make a Six Figure Income." in a year you know what i mean i got it formulated all the way down to the to the to the grid and that chapter of what was it being um the chapter of what's the chapter called going extra miles so 
Yeah, the chapter going an extra mile. Let's just say it's sex night for you and your old lady. She coming there with uh, let's just say pajama set, looking like a dude with a with a bonnet over her head. You're not really. I mean, you go ahead. You, you're a little sight because you go have sex, but it's not going the extra mile. Now, what's she coming there with some high heels on, lipstick, hair done, um, short dress with lingerie? You know, just just fishnet. You know, she going extra mile. You about to have fun, right? You like, I want some more. Of that I gotta go back to that. Dress part. And that's the same way how I do life change cuts. I make sure they want to come back, so I offer refreshments. Um, hot towel massage with rose water, uh, Neutrogena facials. We got a handgun massage I put on that when I put on your arm, back, your arm, stuff like that. People go to work, they're tired. We used to, as barbers, we used to, back in the 50s, we used to pamper our clients. They don't do that no more. All they do is give you a haircut and charge you $100. That ain't right. If you ask me, what's a $100 haircut and hashtag life chain cuts, I'm going to be the drill. Mm. Hey, man, this thing come with a full haircut. A hot towel with rose water. You know what I mean? Complimentary shot. A complimentary shot. A hashtag Life Chase Cut t-shirt or a Neutrogena kit or a hat. Also, you get a free designer body oil. And guess what after that? What? You get a priceless conversation. <laughs> now, what is your barber giving you? He's giving me a haircut. hundred dollars. I'll give him a hundred dollars. Well, come on down to hashtag last week, my chest cuts where you can get happy. Man. We value your money over here because we believe that your money, your hard earned money, is our um, behind that part. <laughs> I'm glad we're gonna be adding this stuff, but we believe that your hard earned money should get you what you pay for. So, next question. So, Kevin, you mentioned a little bit about your book. How did you go from being a barber to a motivational speaker to now author? Oh, man. So, when I was studying Les Brown over the last five years, I was like, man, I like the impact that he put on people, but how can I do that? You know what I mean? So, I practice every day, which is... How can I practice every day as a barber? So every client that I got in my chair, the introduction, after I, you know, I tell them, you know, ask them questions about themselves and stuff like that. I um I ask them personal questions, you know what I mean, about growth. Like, what are you, what are you doing with yourself? Let me ask you a question. This is what I will ask. What kind of car would you like to drive? What's your dream car? Let me, yeah, let me, I'm asking this question. Oh, What's your dream car? Oh, I want like a BMW M3, you know? Something like sporty. This one is something like, I'm like. How much does that cost? Ooh, man, it's it's high up there. Like, almost like 60K, up to 80K, something like that. All right, working at your current job, be for that next week? No. Six months? No. A year? That's more than my, that's, that's way more than I'm making. So knowing that you can't afford your dream car working at the establishment that you work at, why are you still working? It's a good question. 
<laughs> so I, I ask people these questions like that, you know what I mean? Because I had these same questions myself. I had to ask myself, like, look, I know the stuff that I want, and I know what I'm doing is not accumulating that success. So what do I have to do to create that success? So that's where you guys can go get my planner at. Now, this planner is called the Growth Planner. I mean, the Growth Ladder. It's a planner explaining how to get the things that you want out of life. So on one side of the planner is it's called goals. The other side is called must do. Did you know everything that you write down, it will come true? Everything. Everything you see right now is something that I wrote down on a sheet of paper. I wrote down I want the coolest barbershop in the world. I want to be happy. I want to be wealthy. I want to make over $100,000 a year. I want to have a Mercedes, a BMW, but you got to be specific on what you want. So whatever year, a car you want, a house you want, or whatever, you have to make sure you write these things down specifically because you'll get what you want out of that. I just say if you wanted a wife, I want a wife. Some people just might write that on the paper. Yeah, you can get a wife, but you might not, you know, you not the one you want, you know what I mean? You might get divorced or whatever because you want specific. So you got to write down, like, I want a, a wife that, you know, we can build together, listen, blah, 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 you know, and all that stuff will come true. But that was the scariest moment in my life when I figured that can happen. So I tell my sons this and anybody. Let me give you another example. You ever walk down, I mean, drive down the street and see a homeless man with a sign that says, anything helps he wrote that down right so he gets anything people throwing pennies quarters whatever you know whatever but what if he wrote down i need fives and tens what you think he would get fives and tens so that's the same thing with you whatever you want you got to write it down and make sure that you look at it every day because this is a map this is a map for life you know what I mean? To get your life right. You put those things down on there, you go get everything you want, but you got to make sure you look at it every day, you see it every day. That way you know what to follow when you go out in the world because it might be some stuff that can stretch you. Like, it might be a new pair of J's or something that you want, but if you want that BMW, you know you can't buy the new pair of J's because that's not part of your plan. You know what I mean? So, the growth ladder. That's my planner. Y'all can Click the bottom, the link at the bottom, and it'll send you to there to buy the, the planner. It's cheap. It's like 15 bucks, and it'll help change your life. 15 bucks to make millions. That sounds like a hell of a investment, right? Huh? Cheap, but not lacking quality. I want y'all to know that as well. I'm only saying this because I'm a barber at Kevin's shop, so I learned a lot of game from this man. This man is truly an inspiration. I came out of barber school. He said, AJ, it's going to take, take some people a year to make this money. And he's like, but if you're a beast like me, you can do it in six months. Six months, baby. So I took the formula that he that he blessed me with for free. Because I was under, I came under his wing. But he gave this to you in a book. Now he can't give this to y'all for free, but this this formula right here that he introduced in this book really helped me get as far as I can in life. And truly grateful for this man. Truly a blessing. This man came into your life, came to the barber school. Recruited me out of barber school. He's like, man, come to my shop. Changed my life. So I guess you could say, honestly, this man stands true to his name. Life changed. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, so that's 
one thing um, I tell people, you know, like coming out of barber school, kids be like, oh, how long is it going to take to make the money? It's really up to you, you know what I mean? Like when I was in barber school, I did a lot of stuff to make sure I had a name. If Burger King and McDonald's promote every day, all day, and you got a business, and you don't promote every day, all day, these billion-dollar companies, they're doing that. What are you doing? Like, I know people that have businesses that do not promote every day. So how people go find you, you know what I mean? How people go spend money with you? So every day, I got a little saying, five posts a day, keep the broke away. Amen. And um, if you're a good barber, you know, it's going to take you consistently staying in the chair. It's going to be some good days, going to be some bad days. But if you have a year of consistency, you go win. You know what I mean? But slack off, you go lose. You know what I mean? So, Kevin, I got to ask you a burning question. How did you develop this formula that you just tried true to make sure that you could be hair figures and six-figure barber and accomplish everything that you could do? A lot of trial and error. A lot. Um, I can give you an example. So one day I was working my first barber gig and I seen a sign that said, Regular haircuts, $22. Then they had the gentleman was $30, and the exclusive was $50. But it didn't explain what the gentleman and the exclusive was. So I called the dude up that owned the shop at the time. I was like, hey, yo, Dre, man, what is the exclusive and the gentleman? And he was like, yo, it's whatever you want it to be. So I was like, huh, that's what's up. So I was like, man, what value can I bring to these services that make people come see me more. So I was like, man, um, get a massager, you know, I'm gonna hand out shots. Cause if you're a barber with a license, you can hand out a complimentary shot or a glass of wine, just one. Can't get nobody drunk. Um, I didn't do that. Yep, it's under our license. Even if you go to a nail salon, they, that's why they give you wine and stuff like that. But, um, I was noticing that, you know, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. So I did the, I did the shots, I did the massages, the hot towel, all the stuff we learned at barber school. I just implemented to the service, and uh, I was like, I'm gonna give something away to make them, you know, feel good. So what can I give something a way to make somebody feel good? Well, food makes people feel good and smells. So I was like, hmm, you know, at the flea market they had body oils. To grab those because they're cheap and I can get those out. You know what I mean? If you give me 30 bucks, it'll pay for that. You know what I mean? Or even if you don't give it to me, I'm gonna give you one just to, you know, say, hey, here's a gift. If you give somebody a gift, they automatically gotta return that too. Well, and it's gonna make them remember you too. And it's gonna make them remember you. So I was like, man. So one day I came to the barbershop, I told my homeboy, I said, yo, for now I don't cut no $22 haircuts. They don't want the gentleman on exclusive, don't send them to me. And he was like, what? There's no way you could do that, though. You're not going to survive me out there. I was like, you'll see. So I did that for a whole month straight. I just kept rejecting people. Nope, no, nope, I don't want no cheap clients. I'm good. Nope. You go at least give me $30, man, or $50. I, I'm tired of being in here all day. I want to get my money and go. Because we had a goal. It was $200 a day. You can shoot that. Hey, that's a good day. You know what I mean? I was like, nah, man. I didn't even make it that $200 a lot quicker than these hours that I was spending all day here, all day and night for. Time to wait for nobody. So after a month of doing that, 
Um, I probably built my clientele up where all I got was gentlemen and exclusives. I want to pick your brain about everything you just said because obviously you're a risk taker. Like you said, he that said, hey, you're not going to survive off declining clients like that and only accepting your bar minimum. And you stood on that 10 toes down and that played out to your success. So what I want to ask you is, how is the new generation generation of barbers compared to I know you're you're still in the current generation barbers, but there's even like a newer generation barbers. They got the the Hollywood barbers and, and everything. How do you do you view that? Was that like a, a thing you was trying to go for also or even higher clientele or something? Do you, would you like for younger barbers to try to reach that status or go for your path? So you always want to go to the top no matter what. And barbering is a little different than when I came into the game. So let me break down barbering a little bit. So the 80s, everybody was wearing like S curls and stuff like that. In the 90s came, everybody started rocking fades like Will Smith. So it was some points of time barbering, barbers weren't getting a lot of money, but they had to, you know, do what they had to do in the 80s and 90s. So my time was, I got out of barber school in 2016. So a wonderful thing happened. People was going dreads out, full length dreads. So nobody wanted no haircuts really. And one day, a barber said, you know what, look good with these dreads. Let's cut half of them off. Let's do undercuts. Or, you know, a lot of ladies were shaving half of their heads off and getting fades and designs. So that's brought us back into the game. Then the sponge came out. It's all went out, coming out of barber school. The sponge came out. You know, everybody starts coming yeah. in here and we want to fade in the curl. I was like, man, this is the best time. So Barbara was booming. Then COVID hit. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, my. Hey, I got to tell y'all a story before I tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did that. COVID is crazy. So 2019, I opened up. I said, I'm going to open up a cool barbershop in the world. Hashtag Life Do a big party video. Hey, everybody was happy. And we opened up. It was a big success, you know what I mean? But March 2020, I had to shut this thing down. COVID, COVID said, hey, uh-uh. The um, state shut it down for three and a half months. Now, I still got to pay um, property, the, the lease. I still got to pay my bills, all that stuff. That that didn't matter. It was rough. Well, I don't know if I should be saying this, but <laughs> people will pay for stuff they can't get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You know, I was cutting a little hair on the side. You know, I had to survive. But you could charge triple the amount of, for a haircut that you could if the barbershop was regularly on because it's a risk. I was risking my license. So, you know, we had to do what we had to do, but it was fun. But then when I had to come back into the barbershop, I'm like, damn, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not making $200 a head no more. You know <laughs> I got to charge back regular prices, but also a thing too like everybody stayed home you know what i mean people were still scared to come out to go get haircuts because covid restrictions and all that stuff you got to wear a mask mm -hmm. um 
they had all types of restrictions when they let us come back because they had the biters and stuff. It was crazy, man. And then a lot of my clients that um that used to come, like I used to have a lot of Navy federal clients, military clients, military weren't allowed to come back um to get a haircut in public for a long time. And then the Navy federal people, everybody or even regular people with nine to fives, they all switched to home jobs. So if you had a home job, you don't need a haircut that often like you do if you was in front of people all the time. So we lost new um, old barbers lost a lot of clientele, a lot of money. You know what I mean? So what we had to do was inflation. Everything goes up. So now um my $30 haircuts had to go up to a hundred dollars, you know what I mean? But you know what I offer it bounces out, but the regular barber coming out of school that don't know how to cut is charging a hundred dollars a haircut. Is that fair to the consumer? No. You know what I mean? Chicken wings up. <laughs> Gas, Gas <is> up. up. <laughs> Life bill up. Nope. That nobody pay is going up. So it was rough for a second, but only the strong survive. And that's basically how I survived through those three and a half months was I was scrolling up to, you know, add a couple of resources. And thank you on Biden for the PPP loan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that helped out a lot of people, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, it was rough, but, you know, only strong survival we made it. So, Kevin, that story right there just shows the resiliency that you have as a person. And you also touched uh, uh, earlier about how a lot of the billionaires, like Jay-Z and people like that, the only thing that sets them apart is in thinking. What was your thought process during that time? How were you thinking, how am I going to keep my bills on? Or how would I... How are you thinking about your future in Barbara? I like to be backed up in the corner. And I like to fight my way out like a fighter. So even when I was like for my first year of Barbara, um, there was 22 barbers in a room. And usually they put barbers in the front, um, in the front, new barbers in the front. So you know you gotta catch that clientele or whatever, the new walk-ins and stuff like that. But I was like, man. I asked one of the top barbers in the shop, I was like, what's the worst spot for a new barber to sit in? He was like, in the back of the corner. I said, hey, I'm used to being back there. I'm going back there. He said, no, man, don't go back there. You ain't going to get no clientele. I was like, nah, I'll figure things out. <laughs> and I did. You know what I mean? I had um, a dress to impress. I also, matter of fact, let me um, grab something real quick. This right here is my first barber kick that I had custom made. Um, say Popey X on there at the time, barbers um had nicknames, it was like a big thing for a barber to have a nickname. So, one thing I learned was that um, colors bring out different moods. And I was like, what color is a color that a pop as appealing and looks good? You know what I mean? That you automatically stop. And that color is red. Red is sexy. It tastes good. It looks good. It's eye catch. You ever heard of the lady in a red dress? That's what they're talking about. It's eye catch. You know what I mean? So I was like, yo, my cake's going to be red. So imagine if you go in a barbershop, there's 22 barbers in there, 
everybody got like black capes, white, black and white. Then you got this big red kid. Now the kid comes in, he's like, I want to go to him. <laughs> he's in a nice suit. He's in a red cape. And I had a big sign on my own, on my station that said, free toys for every kid. So I, I killed the demographic with that. Now, most barbers don't even like cutting kids here, but I love it because I know the demographic of it. See, if you cut one little kid, his daddy gonna wanna cut, mama gonna wanna cut, his friend mama gonna wanna cut, his uncle gonna wanna cut, his classmates gonna wanna cut, his soccer team gonna wanna cut. So one little kid could bring you like 50 other people, but other people didn't know that. They're just like, I just want my dog cut, cut them, I'll make more money. No, not the long one. So that's how I became a family barber. And I call my hashtag life change custom family barbershop because we cut your whole family just don't cut just you. Because like you don't think you don't think on a one-dimensional mindset. You actively think of how can my how can I grow my business. And you don't hold anything back. You accept everything with full full grace in your arms and you go about it pretty positive. Yeah, it's not just I don't think about how can I grow my business. I also think about how can I bring value to my customers and to my people that's with me? How have have any customers you dealt with like came to you with any struggle that you helped them out on? Oh, yeah, plenty, man. Um ooh, my, one of my clients lost their job one time, man. Uh, he called me, he's like, man, I just lost my job, bro. I want to get drawn. You know what a couple of friends come on my field down. Feel sad, man. Come on over, man, hang out with me and stuff like that. I said, bro, I'm gonna do you a favor. He's like, what? I said, I'm not coming to your fucking pity party. It's not gonna happen. What you're gonna do is gonna get your ass a job. Tomorrow, you're gonna fill out every application that you need to. You're gonna stop feeling like that. Change your mindset and go get a bag. And when you get a bag, that's the next time I wanna talk to you. Next time I talk to you, you're gonna have some money. If you don't have friends like that, won't grow the next day he called me that afternoon hey i got a job all right now we can have a drink because you're handling your business you got things to do you got bills to pay you can't be sitting around feeling sad for yourself about a situation that you know that you can take care of there's nothing wrong with you you're not um capable of working so why be lazy why let me let you be lazy that's not a good friend so all these experiences that you had led you to write this book but was there a key moment where you was like wow i need to get this information out of here out of, out of my mind on paper and share this to me was there a key moment or was it just yeah um <laughs> like i said um <clears throat> when i talked to y'all before about you know the growth ladder my plan my dream car is a Rolls Royce. And what I'm doing right now, I can't afford a Rolls Royce in a week or two. But if I come out with something that I've been learning for the last 10 years and teach that, I'll be able to. I can't sell a million dollars worth of haircuts in a day. It's impossible. But I can sell a million books telling you how I can sell a million haircuts. You know, I can do that. So that's. I had to come out with the teaching, you know. After you do like, 10 years or something, 
you're a master in it. So it's time to teach other people how to get money. And that makes me feel good. That makes me feel good, like teaching you how to, you know, provide for you and your own future or provide for anybody's family. It makes me feel good giving somebody some game that they didn't know about. You know what I mean? Um, it makes me feel good helping somebody. It makes me feel good giving away. It makes me feel good giving value to my people, my sons. You know what I mean? The best thing a man can do is give a testimony with your name in it. That's one of the best things another man can do. You know what I mean? It's priceless. Mm-hmm. Like I could I wouldn't be here because of this man telling me this. You know, that's ultimate bragging rights. That uh, that turned me on for some reason. I don't <laughs> so Kevin, yeah. you became a barber, mm-hmm. became a motivational speaker, mm-hmm. became uh mm-hmm. what's next? Um well we focus on those right now, you know what I mean? And whatever's next is gonna be in a book, so it's going to be for sale so tune in focus yeah tune in i'm just focusing on those things right now um so much game man i can give in in this book hair figures man how to dress how to talk to clients what to say what not to say what to do you know what you do before and during and after bar on barber school um stories about my life that you know i won't even share with most people that's in the book and if you get that book, the value on it is crazy. You'll be crazy not to get it. It's like, it's going to help you grow. Not just only me. You. You need to buy this book so you can grow. You'd be crazy. Especially if I had this book, of, I was in barber school, hey, all the games in this book, just read it. It's a short book. It's only like under 100 pages. So where can people find this book? Uh, it'll be on Amazon. I'll be having a pre-order soon. It should be coming out. Um, Black Friday, I think that's a good day. That way you can get a discount on it. It's a perfect gift for um, a barber, a young barber coming into school or trying to think about going to school, a small businessman. You know, there's so many tactics that I use that you can use that in your your regular small business. It's just a great experience, man. It's a blessing. If you want to get rich, you want to make six figures a year, plus you're going to use these tax tactics. You're going to use this formula that I create. And I want to ask you, Kevin, throughout your own, your current and ongoing career, and this is for the people, what do you have the most fun with? With your barber, clothes, writing books? What is, like, your current, like, most passionate thing in your life? Bro. Growth is the key to happiness. Even if you grow a plant outside, seeing it grow, grow you go be like, man, it do something to you. It just makes you feel good. Like, I watched that grow. I did that. Imagine if you do that to your life, to somebody else's life. That experience is just crazy. I'm like, man, I, I love how that feels. I love to challenge myself. Like, if you would have told me when I was 22 years old, you're going to be writing a book. You're going to be teaching people how to motivate yourself. You're going to teach people how to cut hair, make six figures. I'd have been like, man, whatever, man. I'm trying to rap. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but growth is the key to happiness. And if you're growing, you're going to win. And you got to do accelerating growth is, is um, even better. 
just just let's just say like every day I write like a, a list of things I need to do. AJ, I show AJ all the time, like, bro, this is what I gotta do today. If I complete all this stuff today, I know my life will be better, better, better. You know what I mean? Not get to that close voice. But if I don't do it today, then that'd be procrastination. And procrastination is the killer of dreams. So Procrastination helps you do it, but if not, you know what you gotta do. <laughs> that's good. That's a good answer right there. And I just gotta say, this is a big question right here. And it's it's a personal question for you. How? Where would you like to see barbering go? Like, well, what what would you like to see it be or become? I just pretty much what's your what's your what's the the vision of the future of the barber industry and your role within it? I just want to get it back to the fifties, man, where everybody was actually taking care of their client. It was giving them massages. It was talking to them. They were giving them comforting words. You know what I mean? It was a safe place for coming to the barbershop and say what you want and to stay in the walls and don't leave the walls. You know what I mean? We still respect that. Me and my staff. We still respect that to today, you know. I mean, whatever stays in between the purple walls stays and don't leave out to the streets, you know what I mean? Um, right now, I, I think that Barbara and we guys have as much respect as it used to back then because of price gouging and it's not a it's not a love for the craft, it's mostly a love for the money because that's the first thing people say, Well, how much money can I get? How much money can I get? It's not. How can I make people feel good? That's what I do. How, how can I make you feel good? What can I do to make you feel better? I ask that on Facebook. What can I do to make my services better, y'all? What can I give away today? You know, what can I do to make y'all feel good? Uh, when I do that, I get a response. Sometimes I might not get a response, but most of the time I get a good response that tell me to do something like, hey, you should give out pizza today or give out coffee or donuts or something like that. You know, people love food and snacks and people love money. You know what I mean? So, um, also, people love discounts. So I always give out a good discount the first time you come in. Like, hey, man, I know this haircut's $100, but it's $10 off today. What? You know what I mean? Come on in. That's Chad Life Chain Cuts. What's up? So, Kevin, we talk about a lot today. Mm-hmm. Whether it be barbering, whether it be motivational, whether it be chasing your goals. What is the biggest gem that you could live, leave people with today? Biggest gem is I got tatted on my chest. Create the life you deserve. That right there is probably the most dominant thing. I'll be screaming at to the brain. Create the life you deserve. I tell my kids that every day. Create the life you deserve. You know what I mean? It's up to you. It's not up to nobody else. Nobody, even if you had a job that you don't like, nobody pointed a gun at you and made you sign that contract. You signed that. So you accepted. Whatever money they said, I'm going to pay you out. You know what I mean? I didn't accept the life that I had. I was broke every day. I didn't have no money. I didn't have nothing to show to my kids. I didn't have nothing growing for my kids, you know what I mean? Or myself. I got tired of that. So one day you're going to get sick and tired of being, being there. You're like, man, how, how are all these people getting rich so quickly? And then you're going to go on YouTube University and type in how to get rich. You know, it's going to be a billion videos. You want to get lost. <laughs> but one of those videos might spark your interest in you know you might follow it like 
There's so many ways to make money. It's crazy. It's scary, man. And Chat GPT is taking over. If you ain't on it now, you're lost. Nice one. Man, Kevin, that was. You laid it down. Oh, yeah, still like something, man. You no, know, first of many interviews. Yeah, first of many. You got more to come. I appreciate y'all, boys. I value y'all too. You know, appreciate y'all coming out, getting this done, man. Well, we appreciate you first and foremost, you know what I'm saying, for giving this gems for people, you know what I'm saying, for the free. But make sure y'all check out his book, Hair Figures, coming soon. Yes, sir. If you want to get even more valuable information like this from the man himself, Kevin Branch. And my planner. Yep, Black Friday. And my planner, the growth ladder. You don't want to miss that, man. That's going to help you change your life instantly. That's a map for your life. Click down below. Click the link. Maybe it's up here. <laughs> but click one of those links. And it's going to send you right to that um, that book. And it's going to change your life. Whatever you jot down, look at every day. You break that into your life. It's that simple. I know it seems like it could be that simple. It is that That's simple. It. Whatever you write down, it will come true. Wow. All right, y'all. Come visit us. 6707 Plantation Road. Hashtag Life Change Cuts. Pensacola, Florida. Hey, baby. Great life you deserve. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to subscribe to official WCOD Studios and also WCOD Studios. The YouTube channels are out there popping. We be streaming. We be talking. We be vlogging. And you need to go check it out. Don't forget about the Instagrams and, of course, the podcast. So go show some love. WCOD Studios. Yes, sir. And then, then the first round, the first round is Bang, Speedo Sonic, and Mel Mel's Melzagon. I don't know who Melzagon is. That, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. When I drop my um, song, remember from One Punch Man? The, the, the little thing that oh, had a lot of heads. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, you oh, were uh, uh, Playboy Party. You were uh, uh, going through them by himself. Darren, he wasn't with me at the beginning. So who's with you currently? Who with me? James with me? That's the right work. I think Zoe's with me. Yeah, and this yeah. one would be okay, like round two. James round stay at home. He's not coming with me. Round two is Carnage, Cobbleton, Genos, and Deep Sea King. Yeah. Well, I, feel, I feel like they. Uh, Geno getting body. It's, it's, it's them three. body. Kabuto getting body. Who was the other one? Uh, uh, right there. They getting body. All them getting body. Kabuto, and um, Deep Sea. Smash. Smash. They get this. They get wrecked. <laughs> okay. Round three is. Oh, I know who that is. Who? <laughs> now that he might be a little tough. Golden Maybe he got the flat sperm. Flat sperm. Mm-hmm. That don't sound right. That's his name. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the, they just call him that because he's an organism. But yeah, he he's pretty strong. Okay, well let's golden organism. Tatsumaki and Elder Tatsumaki. They still watching, but it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a good battle. Tasha Maki gonna give him the business first? She can't. She still get ready. Yeah, yeah. She she gonna push him back, but she gonna get ready.
It was only a good one. I Man, that what they used to do. do I don't. I don't think this fight yeah, fair too. But I still. But were you the bully? Drunk Rock Lee versus Andrew Garo. Were you the bully? Actually, need about Garo. Actually, need about Garo. Actually, need about Garo. I'm trying to find some battles with some of Jay's favorite characters. Just so I can see. Why you think they're not on the list? They don't make. They're not going to be on the list. Zoro versus. Zoro clapping, but he's about to sing. No, Austin. No, 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 no. Well, maybe Austin, but I know, like, it's a lot of source, man. Okay, this is a good one. This is a good one. It's another gauntlet. And I want to see how how strong y'all think Buddy is. Okay. The fighter is 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 Hercule, right? Hercule. Oh, he got Hercule it. Hercule runs the gauntlet. Oh, he got it. Hercule. Yeah, Mr. Satan. He got oh, it. Say it. He won. What do you mean? He okay. got it. He got it. He beat Goku. Okay, round one. Round one is Zanky. Hercule. Hercule. He changed the hit from Cell. Hercule. You did take a hit from Cell. Cell held back. Hercule. He still formed him. He Into a mountain, to be exact. Hercule beat Cell. I have to see that fight and kiss our dad. Okay. Round two is King from Tekken. The wrestling? Yeah, with Hercule. The, maybe Hercule can beat King. Okay. Oh, they think King better than uh, Zangy? Yeah. Huh. Who you think will win that in a wrestling match? I would have, just because of his size. Like Zangy is big. Yeah, Zangy is big, yeah. Round three is Oma from uh, King and Ashra. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know y'all know either. Who? Uh, Omar from Keegan. Yeah, Game Cross. I don't know. Oh, I think I know. I think I've seen this. Can you put the button on? Nah, once you get in there. Face it down. That's like putting Baki characters against Hercules. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's not. Okay, we ain't gonna go there. Um, Baki is watching Hercules. Super Alloy Dark Shark? Oh, that's the black. Big dude. That's the black guy. What are you thinking about my hey, song? Okay. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, that's who on it. Yeah. Oh, man. He round, he round, he round four. Oh, Hercule ain't with him. Yeah. And then the fifth round is the fourth Hokage. I mean, fourth right Ray Kage. I'm sorry. Ray Kage? Yeah, Ray Kage. Man, Ray beating Hercule. Body. Okay. <clears throat> I might give him the top two. He would get no soul. Because Hercule can fight. It's just, ah, them dudes, nah. Jay, Rob, Rob Lucci's from, uh, right? Yeah. You know him? Yeah. Rocks with him? Huh? You like him? He's he finna run the gauntlet. He recently so. got body, but yeah, go on. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Oh, that was funny. Oh, that was funny. He get body twice. He he pulled up on Luffy. He said, "You are not an emperor. It got body. Now he's trying to now he's trying to fight Zoro." Hey, Luffy did beat him already. Oh, here's one you know. He'll probably know. Wait, you watched the Legend of Korra? Yeah. Okay. Asami 
versus she go. She go. Yeah. She got. She got. This is her. This is her. This is her. This is her. This is Remember that episode? You met her face. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we intimidating James. We intimidating. Me and Barry tag team. You and Zoe. I think me and Barry got. Oh my god. I'm using Barry as it. <laughs> Barry going first. Take the hits, and I come up behind. Doing one of the side. Uh, Sasuke did the uh, soccer in the back. In the neck. That won't work. Zoe. So, <laughs> help us rank the race in Dragon Ball from weakest to strongest. Easy. Okay, the Mac is humans. Weakest. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you the race. Is the Mac the humans are the weakest. The humans are the weakest. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, no, no, I need to no, see. No, I'm not gonna remember. Look, 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 you got, you got the Mac. Tuffles are the weakest. Freezer. his list. Freezer race. Kai's the Neo machines. Angels, humans, Majin, Beerus race. I don't want to use that. I don't want to use Beerus race. Android. Beer's race second. Angel first. Beer second. Um. Sans third. Well, yeah, Sans third. Uh, I'm not using them. I, I haven't watched GT in forever. Uh, I'm putting booze next. Oh, hold up. Freezer. Freezer, then booze. Then the Mekians, then Kai's and humans. Margins. I'll put Angels, Sands. I'll put, okay, Angels, Sands. I think we're sleeping on the Kai's power. Weak? <laughs> Supreme, Supreme Kai? Right? All the Kai's aren't the same strength. All the same? All those things are the same. It's like just because Shin was what he was, don't mean the rest of them like that. Some of them was way stronger than Shin. Oh, okay, okay. This is this is one. But this for you, all right? Well, this for this was only two. Twenty-nine. Which Spider-Man is the last one standing? You ready? Mm-hmm. Superior. Mm-hmm. Kane Parker. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. 
Kane Parker, though. His son? Mm-hmm. That's one of the clones. Oh. That's why I ain't picked none, because I know he won. I mean, Ben Riley is one of too, technically. But... So, I don't know how that's going to go. But I already know those two going to be the last one. You don't remember his who I'm dropping them off. He was Bruce. Real little. Ooh. You been on a boxing love? Right in the face. Hit me right in the face. I remember that fucking um red thing my mom and dad got for me, that little puncher thing. I just put with it over there. Okay. Bruce. I need your expertise again. Uh-huh. For who? Hey, I need your expertise too. Can't got nothing. Stop ignoring the topic of discussion. I'm dropping them off. Bruce. Oh, I dropped them all you Me go to uh okay. What is Naruto's win and loss record here? This is not a gauntlet. This is not a gauntlet, so he's fighting. No, okay, we just gonna do <laughs> we just gonna do one on ones, I guess. Very you type person's cool, but I'm crazy. Start hitting himself in the face. His first match. It no, is a gauntlet. Like it, 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 it is a gauntlet. Okay, his first match. Naruto versus Ed, Edward El- Elric. From um, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Please. If he didn't have that, 
driving the car. He got pretty powerful towards the demon form. I slept box. But he might Naruto might be. Okay. Naruto versus Boros. Shut up. That's the one from One Punch Man, right? Shut up, Boros. Yeah, Boros. Hey, come on, bro. Shut up. Boom! Yeah. Naruto versus Alucard. Shadow Box? From uh, Van Helsing. Alucard all day. They're even. Uh, really? Yeah, they ain't even a. Come on, bro. What? the character. Oh, wait, he might here. give him a run. Right here? From uh, uh, Van Helsing? Oh, yeah, I heard of it. But no, I ain't no, 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 Alucard kills him regardless. Uh, okay, Naruto versus uh, Ichigo. Bro, do you know how to play Shadow Box? Naruto versus Goku. Goku. Uh, who, 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 I was only feeling disappointed to say that. I have to feel disappointed. And last but not least, Baron Mode Naruto versus Gear 5. You mean Roblox? What? Monkey D. Luffy. Gear 5, Monkey D. Luffy. Gear 5, baby, versus Baron the, Mode. The reason I say he, Luffy would win is because once. I feel like if he has barrier mode on, uh, it's gonna be trouble for Luffy. The problem is it won't last very long. Once it wears out, then it's over after that. So Naruto can't do anything at that point. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Okay. What I do to him? Now I get James. He'll be lying. Excellent. Oh yeah, Zoe. What you do when Raven Simone came on on That's Raven? Yeah, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> I told him about your crush you had on Raven back in the day. Oh, yeah, back in the day? Yeah. Before she was. Yeah. Your heart got broken when you found out? Nope. Because I ain't like her no more after that. I just wanted her for a car. A car? <laughs> yeah, I liked her car. Okay. Oh, a nice car. I wanted that car. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you sure you? Y'all, know who, y'all know who Garu is, right? He's finna run a gauntlet. Oh right? Garu. Oh, from um from one punch man. Oh, he won it, everybody. His first fight is against Reed. Garu? Hey, that's not fair. <laughs> that is not fair. Is, 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 that, that, is, not, is that right? Hold on. Is this before he got all Will Power? Before he turned into a Dragon Ball Z character. No, look, okay, okay. It's not full power, but it it is Garu when he changed his hair color. Okay, that's a little more bad. Come say, full power, Garu. Him and Saratama blowing up planets and punching each other. Uh, I say Garu. Yeah, I'm gonna train you. Okay, second round. Second round is mercenary time. Oh, Jake Paul. Yeah. Nah, he's he trained Jake Paul. I trained Mike Tyson. They can beat Muhammad Ali. Third round is Rakage. Um, um, he's right. Yeah, he's Rakage. I'm going down with you. You made me the Rakage. Right, right. Yeah, it's his speed, dude. Did he die? Um, no. Okay, fourth round. Did he die? It's Kenshiro. And how many did he kill? Wait, did you watch Chapter Four? That's what's his name. The guy who fights. They showed the funeral. They got another movie coming out. Yes. And they don't have nothing to do with it. Oh, you talking about the old school? Yeah, yeah. Oh, who you fighting? This one. That's that's the fourth round. Kenshiro. Oh, I heard of it, but I don't know too much about me. He might not. He might not win that one. He don't win that. He explodes. Oh, Rao House. Look at Rao House. 
Okay. I don't even do okay. That. Fifth, you do. His fifth, hey, fifth round is Iron Fist. Ooh, that's Iron Strong people think he is. Uh, Netflix I ain't thinking about that. Yeah, we ain't talking about that. 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 We ain't Shang-Chi. Somebody said, all right, they leave. Oh, Luke Cage. Come on, from uh, Mortal Kombat. No, Luke Cage. Oh. Shang-Chi from Marvel. Oh, Shang-Chi. I was thinking of Shang-Song. I don't know what she's doing in comedy. Luke Cage got powers. He's just really, really he good martial arts. Who? I thought he was just bulletproof. Who? Who? Luke Cage. Not the Marvel. Uh, he got the super, Netflix series. He got super okay. strength, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm gonna go with on guard. Yeah, he, go he got good skills. I feel like his martial arts skills is superior to him. Okay, now, now is okay. No, after this round, it's gonna get real. Garu versus uh, Yujiro. No, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Next round is. Um, Omar Tokita from from uh, King and Asher, the dude who makes his heart go. Oh, I can't remember. I'm, I'm right picking Garu. I'm picking Garu on that. I, I can't. That. I watched that anime like six times. Like. I've seen it once. I can't. I seen the whole series once. I can't remember. I remember it, but I don't remember his eyes. Okay, see. now it's gonna get real for him. All right, mm-hmm. Garu. I'm gonna start off with Akaza. Oh, from Demon Slayer. Yeah. And he's just in his regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I will say that depend on the situation. Because if he can fight him long enough to where the sun come out, he dead. If he wear him out, I feel like if he wears him out, then he'll win. And he has the advantage because he can heal. So, okay. But if uh, girl got him and he fight him too long, that son coming out, he ain't letting him run. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so, Tondra. Woo! Nah, yeah, yeah. I'm on I, I can see how the fight gonna go. Like, Garu gonna pick up on the fact that he's gonna pick up something in some way, shape, or form. Either Akaza's gonna mention it because he's getting cocky. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. All right, next round after him is Garu versus All Might. All Might? Prime All Might? No, it's not Prime All Might. Oh, no, he's on All Might when he got like, what, a couple hours and he got transformed. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The only thing I'll say is his martial arts skills is what's going to keep him in the fight. But all my like physical That's power strength. is just yeah. gonna blow him back. United States. Awesome. Okay. After that, Garu versus Guy. Guy. My, he's able to use the gates. If he don't use the gates, it's gonna be close. 
but I, no, I don't because this is only orange hair Garu. I mean, and I'm not saying that yeah. like he's weak, but you think the gates is needed for orange hair Garu? Garu? Not like the not like the seven and eighth gate. I'm no. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. He, he, he's no, like, if he go in the seven gate, he no, he's not, he's not, he's not, in, he's not in the seventh or eighth gate. He's in like, yeah, God, not if God don't use gates at all, I feel like it's gonna be he might beat him. If God uses some of the gates, like maybe the fifth, the sixth one, yeah, he probably yeah. won't win. Okay, Garu versus Baki. Is Baki peeing? Yes or no? Huh? Is Baki gonna pee? Is Baki gonna pee? Yes. Yeah. Pee? What do you mean peeing? He got peed on. He, he did. So look, let's Some black man peed on. Baki. All I see is because of Baki, just people peeing. Because the black man peed on him. Biscuit peed on him to disrespect him. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm trying to be. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say Baki. It's going to be close. I feel like Baki, because how Baki fights. But Garu fights like that, too. And he gets stronger and, and more intelligent. In the, in the middle of his fight, too, it's like, yeah. If Baki loses, it's going to be cool. It's going to be a good fight. Yeah. I think it's going to be like the incident when he fought um, Pickle. Yeah. And then it's going to hit him one good time. And then last but not least, the final round is Garu versus Yujiro Hamu. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he can give him a good fight. I feel like Yujiro can get Goku. Base form Goku. Base form? Like, without Yujiro pump, again? Pumped up. Without, like, yeah. Even he can, I, I, I'll even give Yujiro. Nah. Hold up, explain this for me. Uh, what, what's the context of this? What's <laughs> the context of that? I've been wondering this whole time. What what is no, going on in this scene? Like, oh, what was, was he was trying to say? Mike Tyson. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Mike he Tyson. Was, he was Mike, okay. Mike Tyson in the show. Yeah, they disrespected him. They sure did. They disrespected Muhammad Ali was in it too. It's in it too. Oh, I saw Obama was in it. That's about it. Yeah, Obama's the president. <laughs> Rap or well, would you like better, rapping Drake or singing Drake? <laughs> singing Drake, you know you Singing Drake got me through a lot. It's you know what I'm saying. Drake. What? They said, what level of strengths are Cybermen in the Naruto verse? Kage. Ten Tails, mm. Sasuke, Naruto, or top tiers? Kage, Kage. This is a debate? Kage, easy. Who? Kage. They said, what level of strength are Cybermen and Naruto's verse? Kage, Ten Tails, Sasuke, Naruto, or top tiers? I mean, technically, they're not they beat a top weak. It's just in the Dragon Ball Z universe. Yeah, they did true. kill Yoncha. That's not a feat. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Yoncha is like top martial arts. He did beat Goku. Exactly. Goku's hungry, don't count. 
What? Why though? Goku was hungry. Uh, no, that you can't do it. That does not count. So then start doing technicalities. Get don't have no You start doing technicalities, then a whole bunch of people win W with the take. Remember when he was a kid? Yeah. Kid. Oh, okay. So th- these these questions like are matching power. Like it said, what level of strength would the Bleach verse be in the Dragon Ball verse? Freeza Saga, Cell Saga, Blue Saga, Tournament Power. You can do this uh, It's tough because it can fluctuate. I would normally I'd say freeze of the cell, but it could jump to the tournament because of how strong Sasuke, not Sasuke, what's the name, Eisen and all them. And then the main bad guy, he's literally God. (laughs) And Ichigo too. And Goku's like, no, come at me hard, dead. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what the ability of the Almighty does? He sees all, knows all. Almighty J. What level of strength would Superman Prime be in the Dragon Ball verse? Superman Prime or Superboy Prime? Well, technically they're the same character. Above in the Dragon Ball verse? Oh, tournament of power. Easy. Yeah. That's being generous. Yeah. He could probably go higher with He was beating up two Supermen. Old super strong Superman. He doesn't have the weakness of regular Superman, so no, no rock the cryptic knife. Yeah. Why are you coming at me for that? Cause, I, cause I always been, I always been team Superman over Goku. Really? Been, yes. Superman versus Goku. Superman. What? 